0: Welcome to The Holy Shit Show, where we take the dumpster fires of life and we use them to light our way. How are you doing today, Chris?
1: I'm doing. It's, you know, a rainy fall day. I know, it is. I'm good. I love them.
0: Me too. I like the dreary kind of put on a sweater and listen to the rain and read a book with a fire. That's my uh, go-to scene if you want to give me my best life. But so I am super excited today because we are getting to start this after literally a year. I think it's been over a year since we decided to take this walk. So, um, how's your year been?
1: Uh, it's been a year.
0: <laughs> so is mine.
1: <laughs> it's it's too much to too much to talk about in a thirty minute podcast.
0: Yeah, so but that is kind of what we're going to talk about today. One of the things that um, I wanted to talk about and kind of introduce what this podcast is going to be about, because I think it's important for people to get kind of a gist of who we are and what I'm doing and who I am and why I wanted to start this in the first place was because I started this journey of personal development and spiritual awakening and whatever it is that you want to call about three years ago. Um, I think a lot of us had kind of that moment um, around COVID in 2020. We don't need to go into that conspiracy theory. But there was this component where I just woke up from an emergency surgery that I had had to have, and I was sicker than a dog. I had COVID, and I just really was not okay and then I think it had been happening before that I really do think that there was things that were happening for me that I just would hear things in conversation or I would have thoughts and I think that I was just gaining more awareness and kind of analyzing things more than I normally would have and I think that was kind of an introduction to it but man when I woke up out of that surgery it was just bizarre it was like I was You know, I heard somebody talk about it. I can't even remember who it was that talked about it. But he said, I felt like I had kind of woke up from a movie and was just kind of seeing things for as they actually were instead of just kind of being in the movie and accepting it.
1: Wait, so it wasn't like because I feel like and I'm not going to go into it. I want to ask you so like because I want to say mine is tied back to like a specific like book. Or movie because I remember same timeline. I want to say mine was like Think and Grow Rich, or like maybe even the That's movie, the movie The Secret might have even done it. Even though that movie's kind of hokey, um,
0: it's interesting you say that. So I'm going to stop you just right there. But just, I, it wasn't a
1: moment like that. Was what I was going to no, say. No,
0: no. But here's what's weird. Right when The Secret came out, which my daughter was born in 2002, so let's say 2004, 2005 ish, perhaps because my son was born as well, and I think he was about. Uh, three. So around five, six, two thousand, 2000, whatever. So this is something that I made after I had watched The Secret. We decided that we were going to get in our like heads about the fact that, you know, I, I think I had a picture of Alexis on my, um, my bathroom mirror. It was just, you know, speak it into consist, just see it and it'll show up. So we went through And I will say that that, this probably was one of the most fundamental things that I did. And I know the people that are listening can't hear it, but it is just a canvas that has a bunch of collages of different magazine clippings of positive messages. But I remember after I did this, it kind of blew my mind because one of the things that I always told people is that when I did do this, it, it literally caused me to notice positive messages in like billboards more. And I would notice like things in magazines more, it would bring out more of the positive things that I was seeing. And I think that was my first introduction all the way back then. I had also gotten a book um, from somebody that we're not, that could be a whole nother episode, but that was kind of my first introduction to it. But I think I had been slowly evolving. I got heavy into Christianity. Um, I was raised Mormon, but I'd gotten heavily into Christianity. No
1: way. You were raised Mormon? Yes. Wow. I think that's the first time I've heard that.
0: Yeah. So, but getting into all of that, like there wasn't anything I think that specifically happened, but I would say that the secret did spark my manifesting journey as far as having a different perspective of it. Um, I would say that another book that kind of kicked it into gear as far as witnessing my thoughts was um, Dolores. And this is when I got into Christianity heavily was Dolores Cannon's um, Battlefield of the Mind or not Dolores Cannon. Sorry. Uh, What's her
1: name? She's the Christian lady. I don't even know. I haven't even read Dolores Cannon. Battlefield
0: stuff. of the Mind. It was like, it's like the one that I'm, when I'm coaching somebody and they're more Christian versed in theme, it's one that I'll give them to kind of start that process. Um, Joyce Myers, that's who it is. Oh. So Joyce Myers has Battlefield of the Mind. And that was the first book that I read that actually made me very aware to witness my thoughts. And that's when I think the separation occurred. But waking up from surgery, it was more of like, I locked myself away for almost six months.
1: Can I... I don't want you to lose you. Can I say that's really interesting you said about Joyce Myers because it being Christian-based, a lot of times I think with this manifestation stuff, for whatever people think that it's, like, not, like, very Christian or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I, think, I feel like there's some pushback on the whole, like, that side of, like... Not that it's, like, witchcraft, but, like, that there's almost... I don't know, you, people don't talk about it because I they think they're afraid that it's not mainstream enough. So it's kind of interesting that you can tie it back to like some Christian roots. I think that's really... Like that needs to be talked about more because I
0: think it's going to be, I think that's something that is definitely happening as we start evolving. So one of the things that I'm obsessed with is A Course in Miracles and A Course in Miracles is Christian and themed, yet it incorporates a lot of the new age spirituality when you're talking about manifesting, or you're saying all of this stuff. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize, okay, well, you're saying manifesting. I'm saying praying, you know, you're, you know, you're talking to your, you know, source. I'm talking to. God. I, I just think that there's this level of identity that we have been attached to as far as labels. And one of the things that A Course in Miracles really does is it starts kind of detaching you from these labels it starts detaching you from like well that grass is green okay well it like take away the word grass take away the word green just look at it and that's where you bring in like a lot of buddhism and hindu and a Mm. lot of different other religions that actually kind of incorporate this part of like separating yourself from this identity is actually what creates your ability to look inward for that, like relationship, because you're no longer trying to find something on the outside Mm. to identify, to attach to. And I think that a lot of us that are really lost that do find certain religions that kind of fit our personality type. um, You know, it's always interesting to me, the best Mormons and the people that usually are very fundamentally set in their faith are the ones that are usually very Organized and control freaks, and because the religion in itself is very constructive. It's very, you know, this is what you do. These are the days that you do it. This is the game plan. It's like it gives you a map for your life. And I think people that would have anxiety and chaos do very well with a specific map for their life. And it does very well for their thoughts and it makes their belief systems good. And so they end up doing very well in life. They're usually very well off because they can abide by a system that aligns with their personality and it enhances their belief system. And so I think that's like a huge part of that.
1: When I was saying about religion being like kind of, it's not necessarily that I, I'm not saying that somebody said this to me specifically, but I know the one conflict that comes up for me that I think about is that when people are very Christian, will say they put their faith or they, they believe God is the one that is creating. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think with at least the path that I've been on is like, we're creating it. And I think that comes from thinking to grow rich. There's other, like I've read, there's a book called Busting Loose from the Money Game where he talks about life being in two different phases. And phase one is very much this game that we all play where like you have to go out and you have to do things to make money and blah, blah, blah. But phase two is realizing that you're literally creating all of this. Like Mm -hmm. everybody, like like your reflection of me and all this kind of stuff. And so basically if you just follow your intuition it almost like I'm going to butcher it, by the way, like please, you're not you're, you're
0: actually you're speaking to the process and I'm going to speak on it after you. But you're literally speaking of the process of evolution of the spiritual journey that we're all on here to actually have. Um, you know, Dolores Cannon, love her work. And, you know, I would never sit here and argue whether I believe it 100 percent because it does, it's not necessary. Um, but the overview of her work and what she talks about a lot is the fact that um you know you cannot take a person that does not have the capable like you cannot give a brand new baby a steak and they can process that steak mm. properly their brain has to evolve their 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 um what do you call it their, their what not photo
1: skills but their Yeah, like motor skills.
0: Their motor skills have to evolve. They have to grow teeth. They have to like, there's this evolutional process that needs to happen before they're actually capable of processing, even for their body to be trained to be able to understand that. And spiritually, it has to happen that way as well. And I think there is a huge problem. And especially, it wasn't talked about a lot during COVID, but there was a lot of people that were having spiritual psychosis. I mean, like they were talking about the fact that there were so many people- like that were having to be taken to like a facility because they were having a mental breakdown. And I think it's because we were all sitting here going, we've, like I said, it was like, I woke up from a movie and I could see everything so differently and everything seemed so like, like I said, like I had just been sleeping. It was just like, I, I, you know, like this is what he says on TV, like, and we're all okay with this. Like, and everybody started to see that. And everybody started to kind of, in my, in my opinion, have this awakened version of what they were seeing. But then people that still weren't there, because vibrationally, they hadn't evolved to that point. You know, you're sitting there fucking on TikTok going, this is the truth, you know, and it's like, well, somebody now that you're like, they're scrolling and all this stuff's coming to them, and they can't process it, guess what, their system shorts out because everybody has, and I've even posted about this on TikTok, everybody has a current identity that they sit in. And when you have a certain belief system, and that is how you live your life based like just talking about when you're with a specific religion, it gives you a map of how you're supposed to live your life. If somebody were to come in you and tell you none of this shit's real, none of it's real. It's all a fucking matrix. Like it's not even fucking fundamentally, even though you can feel it and touch it, it's not real, bro. It's just a, it's just a smoke and mirrors. Okay, cool. Well, I fucking feel it and I don't know how to process that. And so what you're telling me is nothing's real and, you know, I'm going to fucking lose my mind.
1: Yeah, there's another kind of add. like, you know what I think this is going to be like, this will piss some people off, but. Who do it? I think that with religion, it's no different than like whenever I stress eat. For some people, or I think it's no different than when people use drugs. I think they've found their solitude and they've found their drug in religion in some cases. And so when you challenge that, it's no different than you telling okay, me that I got to so eat I'm gonna, healthy. It's funny that you it's say no that because I just so happen. You got to quit doing drugs because you're basically filling a hole. And I don't think this is everyone. I do think there's a lot of benefit to the religious and the way that it kind of because, you know, but... That said, like just- okay,
0: so take it forward to the, the 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 processing of evolution of the belief system that at some point you have to get to the place where, you sorry my phone's going off where <laughs> we're going to learn all of this stuff, um, but at some point you you do have to get. To the point where you understand that the only reason that that's their point of solitude, the only reason why when they're really stressed out and life's coming at them, that they go to God and they pray and they do the things that they do, is because they have a belief system that supports that if they do that, it is going to help them get better because they believe in it. So now you're going off of really belief instead of actual fundamentally having to be attached to the storyline. Because all it was, was a storyline to get people in the right vibrational field of thinking so that they could bring forth right-minded thinking, which is what The Course in Miracles talks about. Because like this verse right here, it's chapter four, right? It's a right-minded teaching and right learning. And this verse too says, many stand guard over their ideas because they want to protect their thought systems as they are. And learning means change. Change is always fearful to the separated because they cannot conceive of it as a move." towards healing, the separation. They always perceive it as a move towards further separation because they're not grounded in an identity. And so for me, it literally gives me goosebumps. If you do not read this book, you're doing yourself a disservice because it not only allows you to, um, but I think once you get to that beautiful point, if you let people evolve how they need to evolve, like I will sit here and I will coach somebody. And if I know they're heavily Christian, I can give them, I can get them to believe and understand the principles that will make their life better using the terminology that makes them not fight against it. Because if I were to come at them and say, well, you know what? Oh, you're Christian? Okay, first of all, we've got to drop Jesus. Like, absolutely fucking not. Jesus is the number one you can go and talk to Hindu, Hindu people that will literally tell you, like, yeah, Jesus was here. And you can go to all the little spots that he was and and hear all the stories about it. So like I don't really want to get into that as far as the deep dive into religion, but it is just the evolutional process yeah. to take away the labels. But at some point to understand that if you believe that that's okay, cause it's the same principle. I'm just using a different label.
1: Well, no, I, I, adding to that, like I've even realized the same thing that actually it is okay. Because like, if, if fundamentally we're creating our reality, right? Like everything that we kind of like, as we walk through life, like, then that means by believing and whatever it is you believe, you're going to create that reality, right? Like Even I mean, if it's fucked up and terrible thoughts. Yeah. it's like, <laughs> Which so, is what
0: we're going to talk about uh, today as soon as we get past this subject.
1: So, no, I mean, we could pretty much end it there. But even I kind of realized, so I'll, I'll come full circle with reading Busting Loose from the Money Game. And he talks about phase two. He talks about how you literally realize that you're creating all this. So even when sh- sh- I don't know if we're cussing on this. Part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So even when shit hits the fan, <laughs> uh, I just couldn't remember. I've, I've been on a couple of podcasts. Did you not you see tell. the Did you not no. see that? <laughs> wow.
0: I don't feel I'm... like Chris is really paying attention to the vibe that I'm trying to create, which is like, yeah, fuck yeah, we do. Honestly, Go. like
1: lately, I'm, I'm literally in a like blank slate mode because like I've been paying so much attention for so long that I'm honestly like I have to like stop. I almost have to just be present and like let things happen because if I keep paying attention, I'm going to drive myself fucking crazy because yeah. I'm over like Like, while we're talking about something, I'm in the moment with you, but I'm also thinking about, like, oh, that's a pretty color, and, like, <laughs> so I can't, so my vibe might be a little See, different See, and today, I'm but- different.
0: I'm never o- o- analyzing anything over here, but there's about 17,000 fucking tabs going on in my head all the time about different things, what somebody said, the energy that somebody came in the room with, what I need to get done that I'm not showing enough and up. Like, I am the biggest self-abuser that there ever is, and there is just... Chaos in my mind, twenty four seven. So I don't have the ability to really retain anything that's going on around me because <laughs> I'm trying to organize the shit show that's going on inside my brain. So let me, I don't, we're <laughs> just
1: <mean> Let <laughs> me, change, I don't want to change, it, but this is something. It was really profound for me to realize. But I'm reading this book. Let me just really bring it home for everybody who's yeah, listening to, yeah. because like you're like, oh, I want to make as much money as I ever can, right? I'm tired of fucking things being like. I just want to manifest all the fucking shit. So I'm reading this book because I'm like. This is a really cool concept. And when he talks about phase two, he's like, you basically just realize, like, even in this moment when shit's hitting the fan, that you're creating this. Isn't it like what he tells you to do is to retrain your brain to, like, realize how fucking fascinating it is that you're able to make yourself believe that it's so real that you feel the way you feel and that all this shit is going to just bring your life down because he's trying to get you to understand that, like, It's not like you're doing this to teach yourself something, but it's it's literally you can make up whatever you want, because as you start to practice that, you will eventually start manifesting more of the things you want. But then I was like, wait a minute, go back. And I left this part out on purpose, because in phase one, what he talked about is when we come here to experience life, Mm -hmm. we're tricking ourselves because as the true beings that we are not these fucking flesh suits, we are so powerful. We can literally create anything we want. But in order to experience this life, we have to trick ourselves into believing and we create all this stuff to make us think that we're not powerful beings, right? And it's why whenever you're born, you literally forget all that shit. And so as you're fucking going along and you think that in order for you to make money, you have to walk down this street and talk to this guy and shake hands with these people. Like you've, you're playing this game. That's why he calls the book Busting Loose from the Money Game, Mm -hmm. okay? So here's the thing that I have a problem with though. Whenever I get to where I'm like learning about phase two, I'm like, hold on though. If I came here to play this game, to experience this, on one hand, it means no matter what happens, even if it's the worst shit you've ever heard of, like murder, anything that happens, like you came here to experience this, it's not even fucking real. Like when you go and move on, your soul is going to be happy either way because you came here and you would experience life. So then with the phase two, that's great. I'm glad I can manifest everything. But what you're literally describing is that I'm trying to walk away from the one reason that I fucking came here, which was experience life. Why the fuck would I want to be a fucking wizard out there, like just skipping all of this? Like apparently we're here to experience this shit as it fucking happens. So even, and this is kind of a segue, even with like religion, I kind of have a problem with people being focused. And yeah, this might be a little controversial, but being focused on afterlife and different things like that, because I'm like, bitch, that's like, the saying literally, like, we'll worry about that bridge when we come to it. This this afterlife is not here. Well, people the, are the here.
0: internally, like, there is literally no afterlife. There is just the experience in the now. Like time isn't even real. So it's like, you know, I think but there And are I'm gonna people keep going back to the Course in Miracles because it's literally what it talks about is the fact that the problem is the separation that in, occurred when we basically were in our creative process, basically separated ourselves as if we weren't allowed to just be, like we weren't allowed to just be. We had to start over analyzing and and mm. doing all of these things that made it seem like. Yeah, no, you can just be here, be in the experience. And that's where the separation occurred is us giving ourselves the guilt, giving ourselves these, this split minded thinking to where it has to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. Like God literally created us to be who we are. And for whatever reason, we question that. We question the things that we like. We question whether it's right to like them. We question whether we're um, capable of having it. If we're worthy of having money, if we're smart enough and capable enough to create success. Um, If people will like us for just talking about what we're into. And this is something that I always reflect on. So you know, yeah, a thing called life. I named my Instagram handle that because when Prince died, it was awful. Like I just loved Prince. But one of the reasons why I loved Prince was because of this level of authenticity that he lived his life by. And what I always find interesting is you will see almost this ability for us as souls that are walking around in these like human, you know, body bags, to have this experience, looking at somebody that's living authentically, and it doesn't have to be Prince, you might not be into that vibe. But I do believe that we respect people that come onto the scene and just authentically are who they are, when we just feel like, man, they're real as shit. But what I think is amazing is that we might appreciate that in other people, but the amount of fear that we have in like a daily routine to just show up authentically, like this is scary for me. I cuss a lot. I was raised Mormon. Almost my entire family falls. Every single time I cuss, my dad's like, "I now, you know, like, let's take it easy. And it's like, I can't help it. Fuck's my favorite word. Do I know how to like put myself in front of people? Yeah. But there's this... Thing For me, I started doing the morning vibe checks every day, showing up with no makeup, just talking about the fact that I was insane. And then I would sit there and go like, people are going to think I'm crazy. And it's like, why do I care if it's something that is on my heart to want to do? And it's because I'm trying to get approval from other people because I don't have that belief system that I am just, I'm loved. I'm worthy, I'm capable, I'm everything, which A Course in Miracles states all the time, that is truth. And that when you are not in that place of truth, you are in wrong-minded thinking. And when you're in wrong-minded thinking, you are going to experience things that are going to try to get you to signal that you need to get back to truth. Because when you're in a place of truth, that means you woke up for the day, you were doing the damn thing, you felt very confident, you felt happy, You were at peace. You have joy. Everything's just, you know, I'm not worried about anything. I know money's coming. Imagine living that way all the time. That's what we're supposed to live like. Now, the only reason we don't is why we don't believe that we're capable. We don't believe that we're worthy. We believe that it's not allowed. So really the experience here is to get us back to truth. And so I don't really think that we're doing anything. I truly believe that the universe is co-collaborating with our God or whoever you want to call about it, it co-collaborates with us because we're all intertwined as one. And we're all kind of working together to all get us to believe of who we are. Why, who, how, where? I don't fucking know. But it does give me the ability to just go, okay, I need to redirect. I don't feel good. Can Mm -hmm. I redirect to something that makes me feel good? Because Mm -hmm. this can't be true. I don't want to live here like this. I don't want to be this. And that's what... I think over that six months initially when I started kind of waking up from the movie and like, felt like, where the fuck am I? Like who the fuck am I? And I started really realizing, and it was more self accountability. It was more about me realizing like, Oh, here I am again, fucking waking up complaining. I hate my fucking life. You know, poor me and my $300,000 fucking house and my fucking Ford flex. I'd really like a boat. I'd really like to refinish my house. I'd really like to be able to go do this. I'd really like, really, bitch? There's people that are poor. And then I'm like, okay, well, you know, they have the same belief system that I can. They, they they, would be in the same complaining state that I would be as soon as they got their shit. Why? Because we're never fucking happy. And there's this point for me where that started becoming, I became so self-aware of that negative talk in that more witnessing of it. I had already started the process, but it was like instantly not only being aware of it, of myself, hearing somebody else talk and understanding that that was projection, understanding that they mm, were projecting yeah. a feeling that they had about themselves, that they were trying to blame a different situation. And because they didn't like feeling sad. I didn't like feeling angry. I didn't like feeling like the victim. So if I could blame the government for the fact that inflation's caused me not being able to be be successful really because there's a fucking a large amount of people that would say that inflation hasn't fucking caused them a problem whatsoever and we're perfectly capable of becoming fucking billionaires you keep seeing these like 18 year old 19 year old kids are like well i'm a fucking billionaire now Dude, it's
1: like what well and also like adding to that if especially if you're living like you know kind of like where, where you were headed a little bit i feel like honestly like you're just gonna have a better life anyway like going back to like manifestation or something even even like something I can use as a quick example. Somebody gets hit with traffic and they're like, fuck, this is going to fuck up my whole day. I'm running late, whatever. Instead of being like, what What if this is actually perfectly in line with what needs to happen? What if that 15 minutes that I arrive late at work is actually I meet this person in the elevator that sets off this other chain of events that like – all, all you're doing there when I say that, though, is I'm not really trying to say that's going to be like a better path. I'm just saying by changing your thinking, immediately you're having a better drive in your car now. And that right there sets a chain of events off. So even if you... Whether you believe in woo-woo shit or religion or not, mm-hmm. there's some, that's what got me. Whatever redirect,
0: redirect yeah. so that you're more positive but because even, at the end of yeah. the day, it's about being. So I can sit here and say on a flip side of that, when you're trying to detach, because that's what the course does. It detached you from literally any identity in anything so that you are literally just self. I am, you know, let's take it back to the very beginning. I am am. And to take it back to that point of view, if you're in the car and you're running late for something, would you care if you were a fucking billionaire? Would you care if you fucking like, you know, there comes a point where the only reason it's stressing you out is because you think that you need to be there in order to receive something in order yes, to be happy. Yeah.
1: Right? You,
0: you feel like that if you're not there at a certain time, you're lacking the control that you need over your life to create it to be perfect. And what the course tries to teach is that it is already perfect. You're the one making it imperfect by having imperfect thoughts of the fact like, oh, well, I'm late. Like I can just be, but then it goes into this place where it's like, okay, well, if you're going to be, am I just going to be sitting in a forest? Like, and I don't even have to fucking eat. Like there is this level where we do have to kind of resonate with ourselves and go, what do I like to do? What interests me? What do I love doing? So that, like, you really don't care outside of the fact that you're late and you really wanted to be there because you love what you do and that you're sad that you might have inconvenienced somebody. So now you're really being genuine in the fact that you call somebody and you're apologizing for the fact that you've inconvenienced them. It takes this element of projection out of it and it just gives love.
1: But yeah, it's crazy. I could sit here and talk to you about this all day because I even start thinking about just even when you said like like we were talking about being positive and stuff i think sometimes too that the problems that we face are what make the when you finally you know crest that mountaintop is what makes it so sweet like you can't just make it all super easy i think sometimes having that adversity is actually what makes the win you know like feel good if that makes sense mm-hmm. right like i i don't know it's it's crazy which is what's like <laughs> Like reading these books, I feel like I learned so much. And then I just always come back to like, so I should just keep living my life then. Like,
0: Well, that's exactly <laughs> the point like, though. I feel like why am I trying is... to figure it out? Well, that's exactly the point. But the reason why you keep trying to figure it out is because you have an old belief system that's very ingrained that tells you anytime that you come across a trigger that tells you, you should fucking probably worry, you know, funds are getting low, bud. you should probably fucking stress out or fucking. Well, how did that person like for me? It's always like, like, how did that person come into the room? Their energy was kind of off or are they fucking mad at me or like, you know, I'm uh. a people pleaser. So it's like, you know, and then it'll be like, oh, you know, I'm not getting a lot of likes on this post. People probably think I'm crazy that I'm just out here doing Doing this or probably judging that. And like, in reality, I love doing this. I could literally sit here and do this all day. I love talking about it. I love helping people. I sometimes get so caught up in my head about the fact that I fear that people are going to judge me for just doing what I love, that I don't even, I'm not even capable of coming to the table table and flow state. Like I can't even come to the table and just organically do it because I'm in my head so much. And so that has been a lot of my journey. And so we can actually go into part two of this as we kind of talk about more of how to, use the universes or gods or source or whatever you want to call it. Um, You can use the guidance system that's available to you by understanding how it works and understanding how to have more self-awareness to be able to make it a little bit easier because every single day, in my opinion, Um, will have its level of dumpster fire. It's going to have its level of trigger. It's going to have those moments where you've got to talk yourself down. And some people are way on one scale. And then there's some people where you're like, this motherfucker wakes up every day just in a good mood, having a great Mm -hmm. life, like doesn't care about nothing. He doesn't question. Like we're literally in the middle of a black abyss floating on a ball, whether you're a flat earther or not, I don't care. Either way, it's still fucking weird. And I would wake up in the middle of the night as a kid going like, what the fuck is this place? Like, why is, why is nobody questioning this? Like, why is everybody just going like, yep, that's the moon. We're here. Okay. Why? Like, what for? Like, you know, and I, I just, I think there's people that wake up and they literally are just so ingrained in the movie. That they just don't even question it. They're what's the the Truman Show or what is that? Yeah. What's that? Where it's just like they just live. They're just
1: they're just living life. Yeah, NPCs. Yeah, they're just
0: living life, man. And I'm just like, fuck. If I could just do that. If I could just wake up and not question anything. Golly. Man, that's, I don't know. I don't know that I would be any better, but I'm certainly would hope that I would be because I'm just a mental like. Psychopath, And I'm excited to share that with you guys, because I think a lot of us are. I don't think that it's easy, really, for anybody. And is it getting hot in here? Because it's really hot in here to No, me. it's you. Okay, so. I got anyways.
1: extra uh, insulation, so.
0: So, anyways, we are going to kind of leave with this as we get into this um, kind of episode two, where we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit more. But I don't know. I feel like our first episode was pretty... Legit. I think we had some good conversations. It's exactly what I want to talk about. You know, anything involving the Course in Miracles, Dolores Cannon, and really just spirituality. I feel like the one thing that we didn't cover that, um, you know, I am also into that you're going to get a lot of on this show is neuroplasticity. I love neuroscience. I love quantum Mm -hmm. physics. I love energy. I I love incorporating whatever religious theme that you need to use and being able to back it up with science to prove to you that I can label it in even science and be able to relay the information still as truth. So um, that is what this is. It's going to be helping people understand to absorb truth as an underlying concept and, and detaching it from labels so that we can all start becoming together as one.
1: I love that. How you have to kind of try to describe what it is without labeling it, but you still like you you, you kind of still end up labeling it a little bit. Yeah,
0: because you still need to be able to get everybody to understand it. Because I can honestly say at some point, you know, that's my kind of my tag on my social media arms is understanding surpasses belief when it's grounded in resonance. Like when you can resonate with something to the degree that you don't even need to explain it, you don't even need to actually defend its truth to yourself because you know what it is. Somebody could come in here and tell me that that's not a wall. And I wouldn't even engage in the argument because I am not afraid mm. of needing to defend it.
1: I love that. That's a really great analogy. I like what it, the way to describe it, I get it instantly. That's great. so.
0: And then on that note, I will say that that is a huge red flag. If you feel like your belief system needs to be defended to the pat the point where you're projecting anger and judgment and defense to another. Then there is a very huge problem because if it was grounded in truth and it would able and it should resonate with everybody if it's grounded in truth, you would need no you would have no reason to have to project that onto people. It would just be absorbed. And so I think that's something as we kind of move forward. That's one of the things that I really want to do. I just want to light up the ice. I want everybody to see that there's light within us that can resonate with the same truth, no matter what fucking words you use. I'm not going to argue with you, Christian. Fuck yeah, you're doing the same thing down. We're redirecting. We're asking for help. We need it. I don't care who you're asking. Just get in that same alignment. So on that note, yay! Episode one.